0: All right, John. Episode number two for Two Dudes, One Cart. How you doing tonight? Oh, dude.
1: Just peachy, man. Just peachy.
0: So, what do you think about the big news today of Tiger Woods parting ways with Nike?
1: Well, if I was Nike, I would have dropped that dude a long time ago. But, uh, in all seriousness, it is a big deal for golf and Kind of makes me question what the heck's going on with Nike and, you know, what they were willing to give or not give Tiger to keep them. I mean, what the the heck's going on? 27 years.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know the real inside scoop. I did a lot of just looking around on the internet, you know, God knows what you can find on there, but uh, I know Nike was reporting that, Uh, they weren't making money somehow, uh, on their golf side, even though, I mean, this still leaves them with what Scheffler, Kepka, Rory, uh, Finau, uh, but as of late, I mean, Jason Day recently left, um, now Tiger, um, it does make you wonder, it makes you wonder if Tiger is looking at, uh, Grayson uh, like Charlie um but then you know if if you read that article you know they they were asking about another chapter and he was like oh yeah there'll be another chapter i don't know if that meant there'll be another chapter with Nike or another chapter with whomever yeah
1: yeah it's a it's a weird thing i mean i don't know if Nike's going to continue their golf line You would assume they would with just the apparel side of it and apparel and golf shoes because it seems like they're very popular. But then again, in two thousand, what was that? Two thousand sixteen, they stopped making clubs and they pulled out of that game. They got, I think they were too proud, too arrogant going into it.
0: Yeah, and I tell you what, I I kind of miss those twenty X I golf balls. To be honest with you,
1: I mean Nike, Nike had some good golf balls. I never got into the clubs but I know there is still a cult following that tries to buy up some of the old Nike stuff. I just never got into it.
0: Yeah, I never I never did either. Do you do you think that uh Tiger would have moved into the uh Michael Jordan realm uh maybe with the uh you know, instead of the the jump man, maybe he would have had the old the fist pump guy, you know, or something along that nature, and a a special branding of all his clothes. Or well,
1: he... I think he he did do that. I mean, they had the TW uh, clothes that were just his special line and special polos and pants. Because I remember you could get like the regular Nike pants for 120. If you wanted tiger ones, they're like 160s same thing just a different t w logo on the back of them
0: right i don't i don't think that i don't think that took off and that may just be because um you know a lot of jordan stuff is kind of it's on and off the court you know and now you want to talk about a cult following i mean my god and you would think that as big as tiger is i mean is he as big as michael jordan or do, you, do you do you put tiger above everybody
1: No, I mean, I think Tiger is big in comparison to Jordan as it relates to golf and basketball. I think Tiger's similar to that of Jordan, but when you talk about outside of golf and outside of basketball, Jordan just trumps him. I mean, hands down.
0: Yeah, I mean, not to get off topic, but my God, the last time that dude was on the court seems like forever ago and everything he puts out. Whether it's the golf, whether it's the Jordan golf shoes,
1: or it's you know a pair of Jordans, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's selling like hotcakes. People are trying to hit the refresh button ten times so they can get on there and get these limited releases. It's it's nuts, man. So what's your what's
0: your bet? You, you think um, you think you would think a company? I mean, Grayson is. I mean they're they're okay. I mean I I'm not a big fan of some of that stuff I see uh, JT wearing, but do you think it comes into a point where he's looking for a, a stake, you know, in the company? Is you think that's where he's headed or or what do you, what do you think if you're Tiger Woods, what do you think his next move's going to be?
1: Well, I don't know. It's obviously going to be financially a financial motive for him to get partnered with another company. I don't think he's going to come off and do his own thing. I think he's at this point, he just I bet he does something simple. Just take an endorsement, you know, get a couple hundred million and call it a day. Um, But that leaves out a lot of companies. Because, you know, Nike is a huge conglomerate. Um, A lot of these small, I mean, I would say like, you know, uh, Bad Birdie, a lot of these, I call them Instagram famous clothing brands that are becoming more popular now can't afford Tiger. So he's either going to have to get some, some stake in the game, which if I were them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. But you, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, as long as Peter Mar- Millar doesn't pick him up, I'm, I'll be in good shape because I'd have to find a new clothing brand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I was kind of – I don't know if it's going to be a thing, that we just find out when, when uh, Tiger laces him up um, what I guess that would be in uh, – I forget what event that is there in L.A., but I – I I myself I, I don't know. I obviously he's pretty good at this game as far as uh keeping it quiet as long as possible. Uh, I don't know where the I don't know where this whole Grayson thing popped up with Charlie unless that's got something to do with um JT and how close they are and I I don't know. I thought I thought maybe there was a uh, foot joy thing in the works since he's been walking around, you know, been on the course for a couple of years now and foot joys. So I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's all a guessing game. I mean, that is, that's, that's what Tiger does to uh, the media world. Anyway, it's, you know, you don't really know what he's going to do. You don't know where he's going to be. Um, you know, you just find out. And he's the yeah. um, most one of the most popular athletes in the world. And somehow we can't crack the case.
1: No, I mean he's keeping it pretty, pretty close, lock and key. But I mean, I think Justin and is so close to that family that he probably had some, obviously had a helping hand in orchestrating that. And heck, you never know, Tiger might have lent uh, Justin some words of wisdom and got him involved with the Grace. You don't know, after he lost his sponsorship for saying the old, uh, old F bomb on on the course, you know, calling himself that, but. I guess time will tell, man. Who knows? I know him and Rory got that new new venture going on, too, that's supposed to help change golf.
0: Yeah, sorry if you're picking up my dog barking in the background, but apparently there's somebody affecting my security walking down the sidewalk.
1: <laughs> so you got to watch out for that. Sidewalks are dangerous.
0: Or it's a windy, it's a, a leaf that looks a little suspicious out in the yard.
1: Yeah, here at Two Dudes One Cart, uh we're also avid dog lovers. So if you oh, got anything that you want us to to push out there for you guys, we'll try it out, test it out and give some reviews on here as well. Could be could be another spin-off episode called Two Dudes One Pooper Scooper, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's always that. We're we're on the move. We've got our we've got our crack investigators working on this Tiger Woods thing, but I don't think he's going to be giving up any information anytime
1: soon. No, so my sources aren't saying much at the moment. You know, go speak, ahead, man. Speaking of, uh, Tiger and Rory
0: and TGL, whatever this is gonna lead to, I, I, I'm i beginning to worry about the mental stability of, uh, Mr. McElroy myself. Um, did you see where he, he said that, uh, Uh, He thinks or he believes that TGL will uh, outdo Monday night football.
1: Well, I think Rory might be smoking some of the um, illegal substances that are out there in the marketplace because that is the most arrogant comment you can make, and there's no way that it's going to outpace that. Well, I mean since we're kind of moving on to
0: the topic of him, do you think that, do you think it's, it's hurt him in a way? Um, I mean, talking in general, I mean, you know, for a while, oh, I don't know. It was, it was, I want to say it was before 2020. It was probably 2019 when he was, um, uh, basically talking about more time with the family not playing that many rounds and or playing that many events and then you know the live stuff comes up and you know then all of a sudden he's talking about hey you got to play these events that's part of being the tour and you know then taking the money and i mean he's went back and forth and now he's like i understand why the guys did it since you know, and Rahm's going to be on the Ryder Cup before he was so adamant about none of those guys being on the Ryder Cup. And it's just, it's almost hard to follow. It's it's like he's having a tennis match with himself. And I think, I think it, it's, it's, you know, it's affected I mean, him. He, st- he stepped down from the player's board. He's done all these different things. And I just wonder putting himself out there and in this light, by talking about it, then he's being questioned about it. What effect, or do you think there's been any effect, not only in the public eye, but on the course for him himself?
1: I mean, on the course, I don't think it affects him much on the course. I mean, I, the PGA keeps those events pretty pretty docile as far as the, you know, the fans go, so I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of heckling. I mean, the media backlash probably social media and stuff might be the only thing that really, really pushes him one way or the other on his feelings. But I think on the golf course, he'll be fine. I just think he's got to, like, you know, everybody was getting on Phil for opening his mouth on Twitter. You know, he's just going to have to shut up a little bit, I think. And, you know, stick to what he's good at. And that's golfing. Just get back to golf. I mean, because this TGL league, you got, I think there's, let's see here. There's, five teams right now and it's the new age match play, right? What the hell difference is that from, from live? You know, they're just doing the same thing. It's a, it's all about money. In my opinion.
0: I I really don't know. I, I, you know, it brings us back to like we talked about in the last episode, this, wrapping your mind around all these things that are going on in golf and people are saying that, Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I don't, I don't really think it is. I think it's easy for them to coexist. And I think that I, I'm not real sure how this TGL thing is going to play out. Of course, you're going to have a ton of people watch just because Tiger's involved, but oh, yeah. I don't, I don't see the difference there. Although the, the biggest difference is because the PGA has got their hands all over it. um, But I, I don't know that we'll just have to wait and see on that. But, what I was getting at with Rory and on the course, I just think mentally, man, it just it, it seems like he's not there sometimes. I think that uh you know he goes in and lets himself off the hook, man, like he's playing real well. Then we always know he's gonna shit the bed one round, and then the next minute he drops a freaking 62. You know, it's like, it's like Augusta. And I just wonder if all this outside noise is just, that's what I think is affecting his play. I don't think, I I don't think that he hardly knows the fans are there unless somebody really gets nasty with him, you know, and then he's like an NBA player trying to, you know, getting them thrown out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's definitely a
1: wuss, man. I mean, it's like, it's like watching the old Greg Norman. I mean, Greg Norman had the lead going into the final day so many times and just, you know, shit the bed. Um, and he didn't really have all that social media back then, but who knows? I just don't think it – I don't think that's what affecting, is affecting Rory's game. I mean, right. he's a great player. Everybody knows he's an awesome player. I just – you know, he's not as consistent as Tiger. You know, you he's not a Jack Nicholas. You think it's uh you think it's internal? do you think it's
0: just because he's like, man, I haven't won a major and it and honestly, it I mean, he's been up there, but it man, it seemed like he hasn't even sniffed it for a while. but I'm wondering if that's just what it is that he that it's just compiling the years and the times are going by and he's getting out there and he he just he's you know. You see him slip away. He puts a good round together. So, you know, it gets a little squirrely here and there and it just well, slips away. I, I, I just, I, that's probably more of what it is than anything else, I would imagine.
1: I mean, I would assume. I mean, look, look at uh, Ricky. Ricky was doing the same thing, man. Ricky was falling off. You know, who knows if he was going to be in the top 120. And then all of a sudden, he took a whole year after he got married to that beautiful young lady. And I think that probably caused a lot. I mean, I'd be taking some time off of golf and getting in that too, but he took, finally took the time to get back to the basics, work it out in the dirt. And he came back and he won a couple tournaments last year. And I, and I think the dude's back, you know, he just, he got scared. I think he got comfortable. I think he Rory gets comfortable. I think they all get comfortable when you get that level of stardom until you start losing and losing, and losing, not even qualifying for tournaments.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I get it. I just, uh, I, I'm not I don't I don't dislike Rory. I like watching him play golf. Um got that Ryder Cup with him and um Patrick Reed going at it was probably one of the best things I've watched in, in golf and in Jesus, God knows how long. I mean I put it right up there with Bob May versus Tiger Wood and the PJ at Valhalla, um uh Stenson and Mickelson in Ireland. It was I think that was Royal Port Rush, maybe I can't remember that one for sure. And then that that whole time of them going back and forth in the Ryder Cup was just money. You know, Patrick Reed, you know, him shushing the crowd and Reed waving his finger after he sinks like a 25 footer. I mean, that oh yeah, that was some epic golf.
1: I mean, at the Masters a couple of years ago when Rory uh chipped in out of the sand, then Morikawa did the same thing or whatever, and Rory like Threw up his hand. Like, I just – he doesn't hype me up. You know, I need the Cam Smiths. You know, I need the Duff man out there doing stuff. I want Damon doing well. Like, those guys get me pumped up. I just can't get excited about watching Rory. I think he's a little baby. And if he gave me six a I think I could take him.
0: Yeah, it'd be close. It'd be close. I mean, I know you've been been getting them uh, – getting those lessons. So, and you got to be right up there. I mean, the the tour is probably only the next option, next
1: step. I mean, six aside, we play our normal tees that we play at Elin, Elin National in Loveland, Indiana. I think I've got them. You wouldn't know what to do out there, especially if we you rode would. around with a couple of the local members. Could you put him, put him and Dustin in the same cart? Dustin Warren, shout out to him. Get him in the same cart. Put me and Charles in the other one. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Rory's going down. Can you
0: imagine? Rory, would. You think he would ever get a wood or a driver out? <laughs>
1: no, I he'd mean, probably be too busy in the cart playing pool to have More.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be hitting iron off every tee, man. I mean, good God, that yeah. would be that would be awesome. That would be. I I would watch that if that was a pay per view to where like. Oh, yeah two, two PJ like elite guys roll up to a local course yep and two got two just any guys two hacks maybe me and you and you yeah. you enter to yeah. win you enter to win and you get out there and you're like playing with scheffler and rory 18 holes and it could be a new
1: episode oh, could be a new series instead of this tgl stuff You know, we'll just have a couple pros go all these random golf courses and we'll go try to beat them on a normal track. But we play RTs, they play pro tees. and we play handicaps.
0: That would be out. You know, we
1: play handicaps.
0: (laughs) I just think they would murder (laughs) those courses. I just think it would be a chance, dude. This is like slaughter. Me at a
1: nine, you at a 14, they don't have a chance. (laughs) Especially if we play squeegees. Come on.
0: No snake, no snake. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Scotty Shuffler, has there ever been a more
1: blah world number one? I mean,
0: there's a lot of other things
1: I would like to do with my time than have a five minute conversation with that man.
0: I, I mean, I think the guy's great. I watched him play a bunch of college tournaments when they were, you know, when they did. All the stuff they put on like ESPN and CBS and stuff like that. I knew the guy was going to be good. I knew it was going to, that he was going to do really well in the PGA Tour. And he's just, I, he's an outstanding golfer, but man, I don't know what they're, I don't, it feels like with this player of the year thing, I really think that they kind of robbed John Rahm. I mean, I mean, Scheffler played great. It, I mean, and it's it's probably close, but I really think it was Rom, Scheffler, and Victor Hovland were all right there. But with Rom having a freaking major win, and then Ron Rom having a second at the Open, and just oh, the, yeah. the play he's had, I and I well, just,
1: you can't just, give it you can't give it to a live guy. They're not going to let that fly.
0: No, and I and I I get that. I get that. I just I. I I think they're looking. They're looking for. They have nobody to really replace Tiger. They they don't have that. There's nobody really that I see with the superstar power like you had with uh, Tiger, even Arnold and Jack. And it's like for over the past you know thirty some odd years or whatever, there was somebody always in place. And there was always, you know, kind of that heir apparent uh, sitting there in the wings that the PGA could kind of lean on. And now you look out there and you're like, I mean, maybe it's this Ludwig kid. I I don't know. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is, is it Scheffler? Can do? You, do you think Scheffler becomes even more of a household name if he strings together some? A bunch of majors because that look it did not go well. The look from the Ryder Cup, I mean, that did not that did not go no. well for Scheffler at all.
1: No, well, Scheffler is going to have to let the golf do the talking because it's not going to be him doing any talking, unfortunately. So, like, he won't. I don't think we'll have the star power. I mean, because Tiger, you know, he was electric. You know, you got the fist pumps. You know, you could see him tense up after he drained a putt and start walking it in. You know, you just don't see that with Scheffler. And it's like you need somebody with a little bit of a personality to get people going, get people, you know, something they can get excited about. Besides, he won the tournament.
0: I mean, even Tiger wasn't the – I mean, he wasn't by any means um, media friendly.
1: Oh, no. But he was – I mean, you could not not watch him. I mean, he had aggressive swing when he tried to get after stuff. You know, when he tried to cut that one out of the bunker and sliced it, you know, 30 yards and have it roll up there pin high. I mean, he tried some stuff. I think Scheffler's just a stock, good golfer. You know, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He plays simple golf. I mean, heck, that one Taylor made deal, he he knew exactly how far he was going to hit each club within, like, three feet. Oh, yeah. He's got skill. That was ridiculous he's got an amazing skill he just he needs to liven up a little bit out there you know let some emotion happen
0: yeah and I, I think I think you're right that's just that that's definitely what's missing i I you know I kind of was scrolling through uh on PGA site kind of looking at names and thinking man there's somebody I'm missing but I'm thinking that's the point i I wouldn't be missing if they existed exactly. But,
1: I think it's just a void until the next superstar comes through, who knows who will that be? I hope, I really hope it's the Heath Takala. <laughs> yeah, after,
0: yeah, yeah, that, that I could see that he had a little bad luck there at the Century
1: by letting that slip away. Um, yeah. but, but I, I want to see an underdog. You know, I like to see the John Daly's. You know, I like Ricky when he come came back and got some wins. You know, I want somebody that's looks like a normal dude. I mean, if Damon could get a little bit of self confidence, God, I'd love to see him in the in the top ten every week.
0: But you know, the other thing that's strange, and I, I think that's just uh, America. I mean, I think we're you would think now would be the time that we would be watching the PGA, going, "My God, there's uh, there's anybody could win." You you would think it would be, we would really want to. Bear down and watch every tournament because it used to just be well, if tigers in there. We know who's going to win, or or yeah. you know, so on and so forth. But now, it does. It it. I mean, I know the cream's always going to rise at the top, but it seems like there's so many players now. Like you mentioned, Thegala, these the guys that just all of a sudden just just they just turn up, man. Yep, they just turn up and start. I mean, they're they just start knocking in putts. They're hitting them close. They're coming out of anywhere. They're, you know, they're yeah, never even yeah. heard of half of
1: these guys, you know? Never even heard of half of them and they're in the top 20 every week. I'm like, who the heck are these guys? I mean, I feel bad for this the sports books because people are betting on these people and they're they're probably dishing out a lot of dough for some of these crazy wins.
0: Right. But I, I I'm I this is what it's done though, is it's really made it it's made the majors even more must watch. Than I think they ever were before, and yeah. part and obviously, you know, part of that's obviously going to be live players coming over. But I think that now, you, you almost go in there going, "Oh man, who? I mean,
1: it's in anybody's major. It is literally anybody's major."
0: I don't know. I I I think that, but you know the what the name that comes to mind anytime they tee it up in a major is Brooks Kepka. I, I almost I almost think every time he plays, I'm like, well, he's probably gonna win. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, when he gets in a major, there's some kind of switch, and all of a sudden, boom, he's right there at the top. I'm almost shocked when he's not, to be
1: honest. Oh, for sure.
0: So I mean, what, he what? is a
1: he's a powerhouse when it comes to majors. I mean, he's just got the mental insight or aptitude to be hyper focused. And in the moment when he's at majors.
0: Well, there's, there's no that, that. I just think that he also has it's like the moment's never too big. It's like, oh, oh well, we're just playing golf. No, we're we're doing this again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's no he doesn't seem I've never seen him where he seemed like he's rushed. I don't ever see him speed up. I don't. Uh, ever, I think
1: he wish he would speed up sometimes, depending on who he's playing with. But
0: well, I think he's. I definitely think he has. He has that potential we're talking about, but I think you have to dominate. I don't know to get to the point of where these other guys were the the stalwarts of the game, the Woods and the Nicholas and the Palmers, I and you know the Sneed's, the people like that that have won umpteen tournaments do you have to win those tournaments
1: along with the majors to be considered that guy you know what i mean i don't i think it's like you either got to win like a dozen regular tournaments and a couple majors or you just got to win three or four majors in your life to get you up there i mean majors are a different breed i mean everything is around the majors all the other stuff is just practice i think yeah, I mean, I mean, what what other tournaments? When you ask a majority of golfers like us, you know, what would you what What's the tournament you want to win? And you almost all hear like a Ryder Cup, or you hear the Masters, you know, or the US Open. Yeah. No one says, "Oh man," you know. I'd really like to win the John whatever Deere. the John Deere, you know. Right. Or the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you know, right. you just don't hear it because no one cares. Yeah, yeah cool watching win, and you like to go to those events and like to watch it on TV, especially if your guy's winning. But it's all about the majors: who can, who can win, who can lock those down.
0: Well, but what I mean though is, do you think that you know the, the big number—the eighty-two, 82, 83 tournament wins plus the whatever I think I think for you to be up there um I mean I think right now you you got to be a double digit major winner don't you
1: I mean you got to be up there you you'd hope at least double digits so to be one of the all-time grades
0: let me ask you this John who is your pick for the masters this hmm. year
1: hmm hmm that is a tough one.
0: I uh, I can go ahead and give you my pick. My pick is going to be Mr. Kepka.
1: You're going Kepka. Well, I'm I, also going live. Oh, I got to go with my Australian buddy from down under.
0: That's uh, that's a uh, that's a damn good pick, brother. I like. Where I love at. the
1: guy. I'm actually starting to grow out my facial hair, so I can kind of join him. Um, not doing so hot on the head hair, uh, the way my receding hairline is taking place, but I think he's got the skill to do it. I mean, he's just so money with that putter and his wedges, and that I think is a. If you're a great putter, I think you can clean up at the Masters.
0: What do you think about the U.S. Open?
1: I haven't even thought that far. Come uh, to the next season.
0: Let's see. The US Open is at Pinehurst this year. Okay. Um I'm going to steal your guy for Pinehurst. To be honest, I'm going to take Smith just because of uh love the dude's short game, love the fact that he uh um he can really stop that ball. I mean, he can really put some spin on it. He's got a great, you know, it's I mean, it's not <laughs> Pine doesn't like Australia obviously. Yeah. But with the the way those greens are set up having played where they're going to play, uh the way those greens are set up um I I like Smith. I think um I think my second choice there might be you know, a Sheffler or um even a yeah. Spieth just because of the uh uh just because of the Texas feel, and you know, keeping the ball down and checking it and spinning it, and I've seen Scheffler hit some chip shots that I don't, I don't even, it doesn't seem like they're humanly possible. But uh, oh
1: yeah, I mean, I would say I, I don't think you can throw Cantlay or or Home out of there either. You know. Uh well, who are you gonna pick? You gotta give me somebody. Let's get these. I'm writing
0: them down. Where I'm, a, I'm, a I'm, I'm, going
1: Homa. I gotta go Homa for the U.S. Open.
0: Home-a. Yeah. Okay, what are you thinking about? Uh, the Open is at...
1: Shoot. I will have to look where that's at. I'm going hobbling for the Open. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Hoblin for John. I'm going uh, Rom for that one, obviously. Okay, yeah. Good idea. Um. Uh, I'm have I. I want to say that one's in. It's in Ireland. I think I just can't. Uh, I can't yeah. think of the course. PGA at somewhere we both know and love this year, Valhalla.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could have had the course record if we would have played better on eighteen holes. But I'm going to go on for Valhalla. I'm going to go Harmon. Brian Harmon. Really? Brian oh yeah. He's going to come out. He's going to come out and show out.
0: I am going the one time I am going (laughs) outside of live. I just noticed (laughs) I'm going with Mr. Scheffler at um, Valhalla.
1: Yeah. Uh, We'll see.
0: I think that that is going to be a really good court. You know who we didn't say, and it's at Valhalla. Neither one of us even thought about Justin Thomas at Valhalla. In Kentucky, his home state. Oh, God. That's, I didn't even think about that.
1: No, Mm. I don't think he has it in him anymore. He's got to, he's got to take a year off and just practice in the dirt, club in the dirt. I, I think
0: with all the hype, because I, I, I'll stand by what I said. I don't think he should have been on the Ryder Cup team. That is what it is. Um, I, I really think. He has got the he's got it, the the mental game to where I think that he's gonna use that. And I think he's gonna come back this coming this season, and I think you're gonna see uh some of the Justin Thomas of old. And really I wish I would have thought about that because the PGA means so much to that guy with his dad being a and you know, his family's just threaded through you know oh, yeah. PJ professionals. So that's man. Didn't even think about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my pick. But I I definitely hope he plays well being in his home state.
1: Yeah, he and he probably will. He might get top twenty. Yeah. But I don't I don't see him I don't see him cashing in on it unfortunately. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, up there in the top ten, but
0: I just oh, don't I think, think he's there this year. I think it would be amazing to win an event like that, Being your home state and as much involvement as he has in golf with Kentucky golf. And I, I like stories like that. I mean, you know, it was like, uh, I was so pumped when, um, Sergio won the masters, you know, I was, I was pretty pumped when Rom won the masters with all the links to Seve. Um, I was just happy Sergio did it just to get the monkey off his back. The poor dude really, <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. I mean it's uh it's going to be an interesting year golf with all the with live with the TGL, PGA should make for some entertaining golf and and news, you know, all the all the camaraderie going around it. Yeah, and and
0: I feel like we're the, those groups are all coming together now. I think though. War of the Words has kind of stopped. Um, I think things are going to get figured out. Um, you know, tonight I kind of wanted to talk to you to get your perspective on uh, world golf rankings um, and how you feel about those and how the point systems accumulated. And, and it, it doesn't come... I know I get branded a lot as, you know, always bringing up live with a lot of people, but it, it seems... Ridiculous to me that that we haven't figured out this system yet because I don't I mean doesn't the OW doesn't that just seem like it, a handicap system to you that we can use all these different metrics and you know we know what somebody's ranked in putting you know where strokes gain this strokes gained that. And you're telling me you have to have uh, a cut, which we already know. I blasted about that earlier. Obviously, not on the show since we started. But you know, Tiger gets 450 points with a field of 40 players or 20 players, whatever it was that, that Sony deal? Oh yeah. Somehow they figured out how to score that. And there's no cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what are your thoughts on the OWGR stuff? I mean, I know a lot of people don't care, but I just think that now we're in we're in 20. 24 for God's sakes do those things matter or can we not do this from a strokes gain standpoint to where hey you're you know you're playing on a course with whatever x amount of slope rating you know what I'm saying
1: yeah I mean there's got to be a simple way to figure it out you know even if you only have three rounds versus four rounds it still should be you add in all the stats and everything else and then you come up with a rating you know. Right,
0: I mean, that, that data golf website, I mean, I think theirs looks a lot better than what you see on oh, yeah. world rankings. And it's like they're, they they figured it out and you still have the, the pundits or whatever of of the PGA. And they're like, well, these are the rules, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I get that. You're right. Those are the rules. And it, 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 I'm not saying it's applicable to live golf whatsoever. I'm saying that how does something like this pop up? And somehow we can't adapt to the situation because no matter what, the public wants the best golfers at the venues they want them at at Augusta, at the Players, at the PGA, at the Open, at the U.S. Open. They want the public wants the best players there, and I'm pretty sure that's who we are trying to cater to. Is it not?
1: I mean, I you gotta assume that. I mean. But I think we're it's leaning towards uh, best players and popular players. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got to figure it out and figure it out fast because Liv's going full stream, PGA is going full stream ahead, and when TGL finally starts going, that's going to go full stream ahead. And so they're going to have to all three bodies are going to have to come together and figure out how do we how do we get this ranking thing done. Well, but no. I
0: don't think I don't think there'll be a, 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 I don't think the TGL is in on that anyway. I don't think you're going to gather anything from that. I think that's just going to be a dark contest for the most part. Yeah,
1: could be very well could be.
0: So I know you wanted to get in about talking about five iron. Uh, so don't you let her rip, tell me what's you, what you're thinking.
1: So yeah, I got a we got a five iron golf league night. You haven't been to Five Iron Golf downtown Indianapolis, pretty awesome. loving track mans, two bars, pool table, air hockey. They got it all. I mean, they got multiple cameras on each bay too. So if you want to go there and get lessons or just practice and see what your swing's doing from different angles, they got all the stats. They got all the data. They got the technology. It's all set up. But right now in Indy, we are number one dog. So me, Tony Crucero, Tex Lawson, and Jordan DeLeo. Dude, we got to come hard tomorrow. I don't know. They haven't came and told us. You know, we did uh, two-man scrambles, two teams of two, two-man scrambles. We did um, two-man one best ball. So, I don't know. I think this week might be alternate shot. And if it's two-man alternate shot, it could get a little, a little dicey. I mean, we've shot under par. I just don't know how the alternate shot's going to work with – some long ballers and on me and old Tico hitting it out there two 260, 270. Hey, how is how's the putting on that thing? You know, I think any sim you go into, you gotta get used to the putting. But of all the sims I've I've been on, you know, I went to X Golf, I've done the Uniquer, I've done the Bushnell. Trackman's, you know, they set it up for auto aim. Uh, you get gimmies with inside of 12 feet i mean you're gonna get lucky i probably got the same odds of making a 15 foot putt in real life than i do on the track man so it's just something you got to get used to you know, because you can't you can't feel it out like you normally do on a course Do you guys have to you have to putt out in this league though you putt out to a certain range so there's a gaming range of 12 feet oh okay
0: so it's not that's not horrible
1: no, so you can easily two putt. Uh draining putts is, is tough. When
0: you yeah, gotta hit yeah, the right but...
1: line with the right speed. Right. It measures your face angle and everything else like that. So it's uh it's more real than you would think. Yeah, like I well, you know, I played
0: quite a bit of similar that is the only thing that really it it just bugs me. <laughs> that putting part bugs me. And I don't see there's someday i'm sure they'll have a way that 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 comes around a little bit i mean it's never going to be like being on the course but at the same time it's you know it's part of it i like i like the you know getting inside 10 12 feet i think that's i think that's fair when it comes to uh when it comes to a simulator league anyway
1: yeah it just helps keep things moving speeds it up otherwise you could be on there you know for you could be there all night it really i mean it's i would say though the track man is is realistic man it's I would say compared to if I had a 15-foot putt out on the course and I had a 15-foot putt on the sim, maybe I make a couple more putts out in real life out out of 10. Maybe I'm two out of 10 in real life, and maybe I'm one out of 10 in track man. Right. I mean, I don't really see a whole lot of difference. The, the weird thing is if you take off that gimme range and you're starting to do like the eight footers the seven footers five footers three footers i think that's where it gets tricky uh so i i love the the 10 to 12 foot gimme range on a sim
0: oh yeah it's definitely a game changer I, i've played it both ways and i'd much rather have the give because it's like my god you 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 see on the graphic that you got a downhiller and it's x amount of degrees and you feel like you put a decent roll on it. Neither doesn't get there, or it's almost off the green.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like tough too. I mean, they have the topology map, so you can see all the the blues and reds, so you can kind of get a feel. Of like even though it says it's up twelve inches, well, it could be up twelve the first twelve feet, and then the next eight feet, it's downhill. And next thing you know, you're off the green on the back side. So, right. <laughs> um, that's the hardest part is you don't get to see all the undulation and the greens unless you use that topology map, but it's still your best guess. Right. So you just got to get the hang of it.
0: So you think, uh, is this been the, uh, your best experience? Um, I guess in these type of venues is five iron.
1: So far, I mean, I'll start doing some reviews. Uh, I'll do some, uh, video recording at, uh, all the Sims, but far as, um, you know, the environment with the the music that they got playing, the food that they have, the drinks, um, you know, the artwork inside, the lighting, it's just a cool spot to hang out, relax with your buds. You can still get competitive. I mean, last time Tony and I, Tex and uh, Jordan were there, you know, whatever team lost or shot worse, you know, picked up the bar to have at the end. Right. Um, and so we, I think we all felt like it was real enough. So we felt good about doing a little bit of gambling. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's,
0: I could see that now do they have the big tall ceiling bays.
1: Oh, they're tall. I mean, I would say it has to be at least 14 to 16 foot ceilings in there. Uh, they're wide, so I have a pretty flat swing. And on some of the Sims, uh, like Great Eagle, if I've got ultra flat, I would I'd nick the wall on my back swing. Or, you know, if you bring your arms way too far up on your follow through, you can hit the top of some of them. You don't have to worry about any of that crap at uh at F5 iron. I mean, they, they, made it, they made it nice. That's good.
0: So, John, where Ooh. do you what? Where do you? see us taking our podcast and taking things out. I mean, I know we've discussed it's, it's, you know, but it's, it's kind of nice to discuss it on air. Uh, you know, we're a new podcast. This is going to be our second, second episode. Uh, there'll be bumps along the way. And I think we decided to do this together cause we're pretty like-minded as far as where we want to go, what we want to do, uh, but I I really think it'd be cool for for you to share what you want to do. And I'll share what I want to do. I think people are see that they're they're pretty common, and uh, you know it it also it, it it sets the bar for us in the future. It sets the bar for what we're going to do, and it gives people some insight as they're listening to keep us,
1: um, yeah, hold us accountable. Yeah, I was you know? a
0: cannibal. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the word I was looking for, the phrase anyway. So what do you think? Where, where do you see us going, and where do you want us to go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason for me is I wanted something that all of our friends, because we all, I mean, I came down to Indianapolis in 2019 and didn't know anybody in the city. And I use golf as a way to get out network and everything else. Um, So I see this as a great opportunity uh, to kind of give thanks to all the people that I met along the way and just talk about things that we all talk about year round. I mean, in the summertime, we're talking about the golf we're playing in the wintertime, We can't wait to we're talking about going out there and all the bets and all the places and, you know, just the camaraderie. So I think it's going to be for me, it's, one is having fun. Two, I would love if our platform in any way could get people, I don't know necessarily into the game, but keep them hooked, make it fun for them. And then lastly, you know, I just want a great platform where we can raise some money for some organizations that we feel good about that have something to do with golf and we can make a positive impact. On, you know, I'm thinking closed minded right now on in Indianapolis, but I'd love to look back on this thing five years from now. and You know, we could be across the country in small towns that people can relate to us and they can get a, a, a giggle out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: I think he the nail on the head. I, I, <clears throat> um, I think that, uh, what? And so everybody knows, we, we've already been doing a lot of this stuff. We've already been involved with some outings. We've been involved with some golf trips. We've been involved with some charity stuff. Um, we do an annual Ryder Cup. Uh, we've got the uh, Five Iron stuff coming up for the Riley McGinsey Foundation. Um, our Ryder Cup from this point forward will always be, there, we'll be go playing for the Riley McGinsey Trophy. Uh, we'll be accepting donations at that. I'm um, working on 2025, uh, putting together, a, you know, kind of a full blown outing tournament type experience uh, for the foundation. Um, I think we both can agree. That's, that's near and dear to the things we want to do. We we want to be, we want to grow the game. I mean, I want to grow the game. I want to get more people involved. I want to have a good time. I I, I want to, You know, share my opinion on golf and I want to have I want to see what kind of opportunities it brings. Obviously, Uh, everyone can check us out at two dudes, one card on Facebook. I pinned up the Riley McGinsey Foundation stuff for five iron on that site. Uh, I've got a two dudes, one card on Instagram. It's on there. Uh, Our YouTube channel is there. Um, We just haven't posted any videos, which obviously we're going to do that. Um, I I I think we have a pretty good plan and obviously the structures there we we see people on YouTube but YouTube golf is just YouTube in general is just taken off I think that you know we we can do a lot of good we can do as much as we want to do as much as we have time to do but you know finding some ways to get juniors involved in golf and you know stuff like that. I think all that stuff, I think we're, we're very similar. And this podcast is, I think is just a step in the right direction. I think, you know, we're going to be able to have these types of conversations, put them out there, get some feedback. Um, Like you got your trip coming up to Florida here shortly. Um, I'm going to bring Joel Pera on from Just Eponymous and talk about his life in golf and, the things he's doing now and and you know the stuff he's been through and I think that's a lot of of what we're gonna do. I think having um my God, I just drew a blank, John. Having your buddy on from up there in porte
1: Oh yeah, um, Matt Blair. Gotta uh, have him on.
0: Uh having him on and I mean really we're just about supporting our dudes, man. <laughs> Getting everybody's name out there and just having fun with it and doing what we can from a a small platform maybe, maybe we get the opportunity to jump on with some other channels uh you, you never know that's you know that's a that's a future thing that that would be awesome to get out there and but I, I i think i think we're very like-minded on where we're headed
1: for sure i mean we both like to have fun we both love golfing we like talking crap to one another I mean, we like trying out new golf destinations. I mean, I can't wait to take some videos at my club, go down to Hillview with all you guys that are down there. You know, Dye's Walk, trying out all these simulators. So people that really don't have the time, I mean, I'm a single guy. I golf a lot. Um, You know, I try out every time I hear of a new golf place, whether that's a simulator, golf store you know, I'm going to go out there and take videos of it so people can get a feel for what it's like before they invest their time, money into that stuff. Plus, I know we're going to have some pretty cool matches this summer at the different courses. Um, You know, well, you'll get to see us, you know, out in our element, crapping a couple cold ones, might be a little gambling going on. You know, there's going to be a lot of shit talking and making fun of each other. Um, It's just, it's for the boys. And, you know, I think if we get something out there that's consistent and we accept and listen to the feedback and incorporate that, I mean, I, I just think everybody's going to have a lot of fun with it. And the more people we can include and get involved, you know, the, I think the funner and better everything will turn out.
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I really feel like, uh, just to give some background to my next statement you know john sent me one of these things that was on instagram about the the guys you shouldn't take on your trip you know he basically called me out for being the hack so i think uh my goal this year i've got it i've got to take my partner down I got to knock him down a few notches put some you know drop some putts on him and uh that that's i think that's got to be my goal for for this 2024 i, I got to take down john and i you know, I already told, uh, our buddy, Mr. Stash, Greg Buckingham, that I was going to rinse him in the washer all season long at Hillview. So I've set that bar. So, uh, I, I think this year's looking good for us, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can try to take me down. I'm just going to give you some advice on that. Um, it would probably be the, the best chance for you to do that this year would be get me on the first day of the golf trip <laughs> when I may or may not be coherent. Um, <laughs> and probably will only golf 13 out of the 18 holes. I'm a really good cart rider on some of those events. Um, but, you know, I'm coming off these lessons. I'm primed up. Jeremy Allen, shout out to that dude. He works magic. <laughs> the Mexican Mini Tour, let's call my name. You know, next step, probably PGA. Um,
0: yeah. I can see it. That's why it's gonna feel good. I, I, I definitely, I wanna, I definitely am gonna have to take you down when you're, when you're playing, when you're, when you're up. I can't, I can't have those excuses, man. Those are, I mean, a win's a win. I understand, but man, you, you, I, I gotta get you in your prime bef- before you get to that stage, man. I mean, we, we, we both uh, pretty much activate at the same time, so it could go down to the wire.
1: <laughs> you know, if I get down that point one two, watch <laughs> out. You know, I'm daddy's going low, and that's saying if that hat is backwards, don't press, don't try to re up on a bet, increase it because Lofty is about ready to put the beat down on you.
0: Well, John, I appreciate the time tonight and the jokes.
1: Yes, sir. We will we'll see all you guys on the next episode of Two Dudes One Car.
0: All right, man. See you later.
1: Yeah, buddy.